ready. Ah, uh, yeah, we're back from Nashville. Yeah, we are. Barbells and tall tails coming at you. Are you ready? My man, Dean Sweat, I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm tired. I smelt like spilt liquor. <laughs> no, you smelled like spilt beer is what you smelled like. <laughs> we just pulled in from Nashville yesterday morning. Went to Nashville. Let me go ahead and tell you, we're not going to talk about Ric Flair's last match starting out. No. I just want to tell you how much I absolutely hate the city of Nashville. I don't understand why you hate it, Jam. Uh, some people say uh, it's a crazy town full of neon dreams where everybody plays and everybody sings. It's, Hollywood with a touch of twang. It's a crazy town where you have to stand, walk over past out people to get to your next destination. That's uh, yeah. what it is. Yeah, if you go down Broadway, you'll, you'll see that. Yep. I don't consider that Broadway. Oh, that was Broadway, baby. No, that's not Broadway. I'm, I'm Bright not lights, even, big city, baby. I'm not even sure the correct terminology for that place. But let's 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 start our adventure. We we arrived Friday night in Nashville. Yes. Good time. We went to a place called Puckets. Uh-huh. We had front row seats to the loudest uh, indoor restaurant concert I have ever heard in my life. And that's because you didn't go to Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't remember the bands. They were actually... Uh, they, they were uh, Coast Atlantic. Uh, actually, I've got them right here on my phone. They were really good. I that, yeah, I, yeah they sounded good. She was awesome. Um, she was look. good. He was not. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was great. So, we we start this. You guys are a little bit behind us. I'm sorry, we, Cross Atlantic is Cross there. Atlantic. If you guys want to look them up on Apple Music, they were good. Yeah, they were really good. I'll give them credit. Cross Atlantic was really good. She was a lot better than he was. Uh, I don't know what he he was from London or England somewhere, and so she wasn't I, too bad to look at. No, either. she wasn't. She was not. Let's go, girls. Dun, dun, I mean, Dean dun, sang dun, it dun. up, but we, you know, we get there to to Nashville. We're staying at the Holiday Inn at the Vanderbilt. You staying at the Double Tree, uh, and so my partners said, "Hey, let's walk to Puckets. <laughs> we got nothing else to do," and so the humidity was like raging so we walked 40 some minutes through some of the sketchiest yeah places i've ever seen in my life yep i arrive at puckets and it looked like i had just finished a 40 minute imam at crossfit mm-hmm. Asheville, to which i had to go in i tried to buy a hat and t-shirt i want everybody to listen to real close to this story right here the Go ahead, key word is I tried <laughs> to buy a hat and T-shirt. So I go to their merchandise table. I grab me a hat that's got Puckets written across, which was the name of the restaurant. And I got a T-shirt, the only extra large they had. And it said they're not pancakes. They're corn cakes. They're corn cakes. Yeah. And so I go back to the lady who I asked where the merchandise was. I said, hey, I need to purchase this because... I am literally going to put it on at that present time because I'm that soaked in sweat. And she goes, oh, okay, yeah, all right. And she walks off. And so I'm standing there at this register, this kiosk, whatever you want to call it. The next person comes up and said, hey, I'm going to get this shirt and hat. Yeah, okay, all right, good. And they leave. And so the third person comes up and said, hey, I'm trying to, to, to get this hat and this T-shirt. She said, oh, get it. You're fine. Take off. And so I walk in the restroom, put the shirt on, put the hat on, put my soaking wet shirt in my hand, just walk out. 
and I never pay for it. Oh my gosh. Never pay for the merchandise. I could never get anyone in in this restaurant slash store to to take my money. So what you're telling me is you're just you're just a hardened criminal. That's what you're telling me. I can't go back to Nashville because I w- I'm afraid of being arrested, Dean. <laughs> you you that, and Charles, by the way. <laughs> that, that is my life. Yeah, Charles thought there was a continental breakfast going on at the restaurant. This was a breakfast a buffet that was like 30 bucks. <laughs> and my man is eating for days, <laughs> <laughs> claiming it's the greatest continental breakfast I've ever had in my life. Brother, it ain't, you, Charles. <laughs> you ain't paid for it anything either. <laughs> so that's how our Friday begins. Oh, my goodness, man. And then we get to Saturday. Uh, I mean, we went. I mean, poor Dean. Let let, let let's slide. Let's slide here. You've heard, poor Dean, uh, really likes this wrestler, female wrestler named Jordan Grace. Yeah. And I think I texted Dean, or he called you, or something, and said, "You're going to be so disappointed." And I was. Um, I, I think this woman has a relationship with Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, I think they're husband and wife. Okay, well, I think she's cheating on him with Instagram filters. Oh, absolutely. Because this woman was nowhere near the looker that she is on Instagram. Not even close. Uh, no way. No way. The the uh, wrestling LOL uh, site that I look at on Facebook, when they post her photos, they're nowhere near what, what, what she is in real life. I mean, she is a... I don't want to say uggo, but she's not very good She's looking. not very attractive. She's a no. block away girl. Yeah, she is a block away she girl. She looks good about a block away. Yep. And then you ran into Bailey and Sasha Banks. Okay, so after after SummerSlam, I am in a uh, tavern uh, listening to some great music with my buddy Jonathan Crisco where it's wall-to-wall people. <clears throat> right. And all of a sudden, I look in the entranceway. It's Bailey from WWE. Not only Bailey, but Sasha Banks, and they're just walking in the door. Now, I'm going to tell you, to me, before you get into your story, because I know where it's going, I have always thought on TV, uh, and she was in The Mandalorian, Sasha Banks, to me, is one of the hottest women in wrestling by what you see on TV, Instagram, and uh, The Mandalorian. So continue. Well, let me go ahead and break your heart here by telling you she's a dog. When you take all that makeup off of her and all of her uh, drags that she wears in the WWE, she is a dog. Now, I'm not saying I'm the best-looking thing in the world, but I ain't never dolled up either. What you see is what you get right, with me. Right, yeah, and that's the way we were in Nashville now, the whole time. Now, I will say this. Bailey still looked good. Yeah. So From your video of Bailey, she, yeah, she, she, very, she doesn't look much different right. than she does on TV. Right. Now I am gonna say this because I, I'm just gonna call her out. Uh oh. Um don't remember we're rated G. Oh yeah, rated, rated G. G. Yeah, we're rated G. That's fine. Um and I will leave out some words. Um uh, not said by me, but by her. Um I'm reading the room because celebrities like that don't they wanna for the most part want to be left alone. Right. So <clears throat> I'm listening to the band, enjoying my time, and I'm also watching her. I want to see if she's interacting with fans. If she's interacting with fans, I'll try to catch her when she's not around anybody, right. nobody's bothering her, and just get a quick picture and leave her alone. Right. I don't want to take up anybody's time. Right. You know, because I don't know her. Right, I just exactly. want to get a picture. I'll yeah. show her to my little and, girl or something. And she probably gets this a million times, right? Exactly. So I see her get, go to a, a fan, goes up to her, takes a picture, gladly takes a picture, and laughs or something. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll wait like 10 minutes or so, and I'll go. All right. Was the fan a male or female? Fan was a male. Okay. All right. Yeah, he even had a wrestling belt. I mean, he was a big old mark, you know. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. So I, I go over there, and I'm like, hey, Bailey, how, how you doing? Um, I just want to get a quick picture if I could. 
I'll leave out some words, and she says, yeah, I'll give you a picture if you promise to leave me alone. <laughs> so me, I'm a little taken back by that, and I'm like, right. you know, sure, I, yeah. So I get my phone out of my pocket, and she goes, you promise you're going to leave me alone like I'm some creeper? Well, first off, because now I'm, I'm trying to piece some things together. Uh, do you think she may have thought you were the same guy with the belts? Like you came back for another picture? No, that guy was a whole different race, Jam. Well, I'm, I'm just asking, bro. I'm just asking. I wasn't there. I was in my hotel asleep. Okay. So in, in a 75-degree room, <laughs> pouring sweat. Dang it, Nance. So anyways, so she says that again. She says, you promise you're going to leave me alone? And I look at her and I say, oh, yeah, I'm going to leave you alone. And I put my phone back in my pocket, didn't get the picture, turned and walked away. Never once looked her way again. I love it. My man yeah. left Bailey at the altar. Yeah, which, I mean, she didn't care. No. But that, to me, though, if a fan is just asking for a picture right. and you're in a tavern with a fan, right. I didn't interrupt anything you were doing. I made sure that my entrance wasn't, like, interrupting you talking to anybody. Right. I made sure you were on your own one-on-one yeah. time and you're still a jerk. That's That's a little... See, That's I, a little bad. See, I met Vicky Guerrero. Yes, we I saw were, you. We were at the meet and greet, yep. right? And so I went up to her and said, hey, look, you know, I, I didn't purchase anything. I've got a buddy. Y'all know each other named Bradley Tuggle. And and I, next thing I know, me and Vicky he Guerrero. Does, now, Bradley Tuggle does her hair, right? Does her hair. Yep. Uh, he goes over to her house, grills out. He's a small uh, independent wrestling manager here in North Carolina. He goes by the showcase. The showcase. And so – uh, check those guys out. He owns James Bradley Salon in Jamestown. So, ladies, uh, he is by far the best beautician, barber, slash whatever you want to call it, to do this phenomenal. I might send my wife over there to get her hair did. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, you think about it. He does all these AEW girls, so the dude is legit, right? Yeah. And so I mentioned that. She's telling about he, he goes to her house. He grills out. They hang out. When he, when they grill out and she's reaching over the table, does she say, Excuse me! I, I don't know. But she was just as nice. I mean, five-minute conversation she took her time and then as i was going into rick flair's last match sunday I, I ran into eric bischoff he was sitting by himself i said hey bro look i said do you mind if i get a picture and i said look if you don't want to take the picture i'm fine either way i don't yeah. care and super nice guy talked we talked some and you know i came and found you guys but uh i mean it's just different things and i mean you, so you saw him saturday yeah i saw him saturday he was, i didn't know you saw him saturday yeah that's when i got my picture with him yeah okay yeah he that's was awesome. sitting uh, he was sitting directly across the, not from the ring, but here's the entrance ramp. He was on the back row over there. He was just chilling. Everybody was walking by. I'm you didn't so, tell me about this. Yeah, I just went and said, hey, bro, what's up, man? How you doing? So cool. And so we talked a little bit. And he was he was real nice, real good guy. Uh, and so, but that's how, you know, the thing when I, I look at Bailey and how her, you know, her experience with you, dude, we're the ones who help pay your salary in the instance, <laughs> yeah. right? We buy the pay-per-views. We buy the tickets. We, we, we go, you know, to the Coliseums. We, we get the shows. The I mean, marks. Right. We're the marks. I mean, we love wrestling. I mean, don't be a jerk. Yeah. Right? It's, it would have been different if I would have slapped her on the hiney. Said, hey, girl, let me get a picture with you. Now, that you know. may have worked. Yeah. Well, it could have. Maybe I mean, that's what that guy did. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Golly, man. I, yeah. Well, I can't do that. I'm married. So, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then, and then that later uh, Saturday night, we go to SummerSlam. Well, wait. Let's talk, let's talk about my Saturday. Because you're forgetting a very crucial part that happened Saturday at StarCast. Think uh, about it. Think about it. 
Think about it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. All right. Well, before this we'll happened. Talk about Jordan Grace, the big letdown. Okay. So before this happened, if anyone remembers, it's still real to me, dang it, guy. Oh, yeah. I got a picture took with the it's still real to me guy, which was awesome. He was the sweetest old man. Right. He was just so nice, man. Come up and hug me and got a, gave me a picture. It was awesome. But we met Billy Gunn. Man. And he scissored us, baby. Well, the thing is, it, it was great, right? Because he played it off like he was in AEW. Yes, he did. I mean, me and you were like, scissor me, daddy. Yeah. Come on, daddy. And, and he, had, at, he looked back at He's the, looking the, at Austin the, and Colton. Yeah, the gun club. And like, do I do it? Do I yeah. do it? And they're like, no, no, no. And next thing you know, here it comes, daddy! baby. Yeah. Ah! And, and they were so freaking cool about yes, it. Yes, right? they were. And they so, were so down to earth, yeah, man. Yeah, interactions like that, I, I'm all here for it, right? Yeah, I called the um, the gun club. I called them uh, the butt boys. The butt boys, you know, and uh, they were cool with that. Um, then I also came back by them again and just, you know, said, hey, man, I really like the Acclaim, which is their rivals. Yeah. Um, and they told me how they were never going to come to North Carolina again when I asked when they're coming to North Carolina. Super nice guys. I don't know if you guys realize this, but I am horse. Yeah. I, I have uh, been drinking herbal tea for the last two days to try to get my th- voice back. Just because for the show. I have been yelling to the top of my lungs for the last, well, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to WrestleMania that night. Ding. Nope. SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam. <laughs> Dean gets his tickets for SummerSlam. We dog <laughs> Dean the entire night, y'all. Look, oh, we God. were so high up in the stadium, I cut the lights off when we left. <laughs> I got hit in the head by a drone. We were, were the fireworks were hitting us. I mean, Charles had firework ashes on his shoulders. Actually, I did have fireworks ashes. I mean, we was. I had to zoom in on my camera phone to see what was going on in the ring. But it was one of those things, right? We we never planned to go to SummerSlam. These were just last minute tickets, right? We didn't even know SummerSlam was going on the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, when we bought the tickets to Ric Flair's, I actually match. thought it was going to be that Sunday because I've never, I never remember them having a uh, yeah. Saturday pay-per-view. No, I don't either. This has got to be like the first, maybe? Yeah, it has to and be. So, but we had a great time. We get there. Dean is calling kids out. Oh, and those kids were awesome. Oh, they were phenomenal. Those kids love Logan Paul. Logan Paul is a hero to like little little kids. Oh, like, yeah. He's, he's the YouTube sensation. They love YouTube. So when he came out, they were going insane. Oh, they went so bananas. I'm three seats down from them to their right. Right. So when the Miz, who is his rival, right. comes out, I just start screaming to the top of my lungs how great Miz is, how much Logan Paul is trash, and basically I made two two little friends, two little teenage friends. Yeah, and they had the time of their life, like oh, cutting up with me, enjoying SummerSlam. You could the look on their face just it's it made the show for me. What what I like is where we were sitting, we had another group, another family that was sitting in front of us that I am one hundred percent convinced that they thought wrestling was 100% legit oh, yeah. and real. Yeah. Like to the point they were getting heated. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about it, they are yelling at the wrestlers mm-hmm. like the wrestlers can hear them <laughs> where we were sitting. We couldn't hardly recognize who was in the <laughs> ring. And these guys are yelling like, ah. They can't hear a word. I mean, you might as well be yelling at the TV. Yeah, no, this it's not getting to them. I can tell you, it was insane. And so we leave SummerSlam. Good time, you know. I was a little upset that Roman Reigns won against 
I'm so I think over a lot it. of people were, man. I'm I'm done with that guy. Yeah, and so you know, we we shed we shed our ways, and then we come to what we want to talk about mostly today. Rick Flair's mm-hmm. last match. We're going to talk about entering the building, all the way to exiting the building. Now, what I want you guys to know, there is a term that the wrestling community uses. It's called getting heat. And when we say getting heat, you've made somebody extremely mad. And my man, Dean Sweat. I am a heat seeker, y'all. For some reason, he caught heat from Bailey. He caught heat from... Two jabronis? Two, there was three of them. It was three. It was three guys. Oh, You're talking about at the front door, I'm right? Just, yeah, but I'm just talking about the one that actually came over there that I uh, I had words with. Right, caught heat in the arena. Probably caught heat outside the arena. Probably caught heat on the way home. <laughs> I mean, Dean caught. I mean, amazing heel heat. I need to be in wrestling, man. You, it was phenomenal. I sent my boy Bradley Tuggle. I said, Hey, look. I said, if you need us to show up at your independent show, we will bring the heat. Oh, yeah. I I said, we will throw it down. I'm all about it, man. So here's what happens. We buy these tickets in May. Uh, I tried to get first row, second row, third row, fourth row, fifth row. And, I mean, it just sold out so fast that basically we had to get general admission, first come, first serve, floor Floor seats. Uh, there was $65 a ticket, which wasn't bad for what we experienced. It was great. No, not uh, at all. And so we we meet up uh, Sunday morning, and I said, hey, look, we're going to try it. Let's go do – we tried to do golf now. It was a five-hour wait. The doors didn't open until 3.30. I think we rode by the arena at 12.30. Was that about right, Dean? There was a line around the – starting around the building, wasn't Lined there? up, ready to get in. And so – we're in no rush, right? Who, you know, so I, I drop you guys back off. I go back to the room. Hey, we're going to meet at 3 o'clock. That gives us 30 minutes to get to the door. Uh, so I text you guys. I say, hey, we're on the way. It's 3 o'clock. You guys are at the building. And, Dean, what happened next? So I'm with Jonathan Crisco. We're like we're across the street at the Doubletree. And uh, me and Jonathan Crisco just said, basically, we're not standing in no line. Right. We're not standing in a line because what's going to happen is all these people are standing in front of this one door. Right. Which made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. Nobody told you, hey, we're going to start a line. Right. You just started that yourself. Yeah. Okay. And you were you started the line at the door that was for press passes. Yes, you did. So you're an idiot. Mark. Yeah, you're an idiot. Right. Okay. Secondly, when these doors open, I when I say doors, that one door, yeah, if you want to go in, that's fine. I'm going to go in one of these other 10 doors. Right. There's 12 doors there. And I'm just going in. I'm not waiting in your freaking line. Right. I'm sorry. And that's where this guy got heat. So I'm <laughs> at the door, and he's like, these are for will call, and this is the door to go in, and you're breaking the line. I've been here since 1030. <laughs> well, right. you know what? As the man says, uh, beer money, sorry about your dang luck, because I'm going in that door right there, and me and him had words. He got security to come out there. Yeah. Security even told me, you need to get to the back of the line. I said, all right, all right. So I back up just a little bit. I ain't going to the back of the line. You pulled a Leonard Skinner. 
You went back three steps. I went back three steps. That's give it. me three steps. That's give it. me three steps. Missed up. So when the door finally opens, it's supposed to open up at three thirty. I think it opened up at wow, like three forty or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So when the door opens, I let those 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 three guys go in just so they felt like they won, right? I let them go in. I went in right behind them, what? and all I hear is, "Oh no, you did! Oh, uh-uh, somebody stop him!" <laughs> I, I I was on the phone. When the doors open, I was talking to Shane Shiflett, and all I heard was, they're breaking line. <laughs> they're out of place. Yeah. And I turn around, and my whole crew is gone. Yeah, they're gone. I mean, you're gone. Jonathan's gone. Charles is gone. But Man, then you got Charles talking to the people in line, like, I can't believe those boys broke the line. He broke the line, no, too. No, no, no. It was the Harris guy. Oh, really? It was the, the security guys, the Harris brothers. When everybody just flooded all the 12 doors, he threw his hands up and says, I can't believe they did that. Well, what did you expect them to do? He's not too smart. Bro, you opened up 12 doors to a herd of thousands of people. They're not all coming through one door. Yes, I love it. And he just it. threw his hands up, and I was like, I'm on the phone talking. I hang up. Girl's in front of me. She said, you break line? I said, I just walked in the door. Yeah. And so we, we got through, and I went through the door. Charles called, Char- which is hilarious because Charles was heading to the upper decks. He yeah. said, where's our seats at? I said, floor. Yeah. He said, what? I said, you've known this the whole time. And so we walk in the building. Uh, I redirect. I found Charles. He was on the other side of the arena. I had him come over there right. where we were. And then you guys called me, and I was walking. Well, I saw you guys when I came in. I was literally the 15th, like the 15th person in the door. Right. And those people are waiting in line since 10 o'clock. And so I, that's when I ran into Eric Bischoff. And the best part is you're sitting there, and you look up to – we gonna call it the nosebleed section. Although, it was the second bowl, so you got the first raised bowl, right. and then you got the second, and then the third. My man was the first row on the second raised bowl. My right. man was in the cheap seats, and he wanted he, he's to in the gripe about me. About gripe about something. But what gets me is this: I mean, there was a few kids there, but this is mostly grown men because it's Ric Flair. He's seventy three years old. Yeah, kids don't know who he is, so it's. It's basically an older crowd, and you've got three guys painting each other's face at the door to get in a wrestling event. Yeah. Three grown Jabronis. men face painting to go sit in the upper deck. Grown amen. I mean, what is going on yep. here? Yep, grown amen. And so then we get in, and the, the I mean, look, SummerSlam was three hours and something long, and – to me, there wasn't what we would call a moment. Like, there wasn't a moment that just made you, oh, man, SummerSlam was amazing. Yeah, no. Like, they tried it with Bailey and them coming back. I mean, you may have had a little moment with Edge coming back. Uh, or, and AJ Styles came right. back, yeah. So that, But this Ric Flair's last match, the forget Flair's match, the entire show was some of the best wrestling put together. The card was phenomenal. The athletes were phenomenal. The set was phenomenal. The old Jim Crockett ring was phenomenal. The music. The, the music, music was the old the old uh, JCP music or right. JPC music. Uh, having Bob Caudill sign off yes. the frigate. I mean, everything was done so perfectly. Started at 6.05. Started at 6.05 like you used to do <laughs> TBS time. How great is that? I mean, everything was great. And so we're going into this match. And you guys, in my opinion, missed the best match of the night with the four-corner luchadors. I had to pee, man. 
It was unbelievable. And so we got about 10 minutes left. And so that match was phenomenal. But like we said. Let's my, not forget Joey Janela took my hat Joey in took their celebration. Hat. They 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 come down and drank PBR right, beer. Right. I said, hey, man, I, I, I love PBR too. And I had my hat out there like a mark. And he goes, let me see your hat. Yeah. So if you go back and watch the pre-show, the uh, Ric Flair – his last match pre-show. I need to tweet that to him. Yeah, uh, he's actually wearing my hat. Right. Yeah. And so uh, Dean, Dean, here's Dean again drawing some, you know, some eyes on him. And then we get to Ric Flair's match. Oh boy! Whoa. And nothing happened. What, nothing happened. We just went home, right? What we've all <laughs> been waiting for. Oh my gosh! So all I know is. I don't like alcohol. <laughs> I don't like the smell of alcohol. I surely don't like the taste of it. And my man, Dean Sweat, <laughs> had me taste my first. What were, what, what were you It doing? was just a Bud Light. It was just a Bud Light. I, the first time I'd ever tasted Bud Light in my life. And it wasn't because I drank it. <laughs> you had it shoved down it your face. It was thrown in my face. <laughs> Because yes. the heat seeker over here ah. just, I mean, Dean, what happened? Okay, guys. So, Jeff Jarrett is an unbelievable heel. He came back Saturday at rest, at uh, SummerSlam, and he did his hokey Double J uh, character, Jeff Jarrett. Well, when he came back for Ric Flair's last match, he came back as Slap Nuts Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. The... The, the TNA WCW, late WCW heel that he was. He coming through the audience. He goes over to Tony Schiavone, takes Tony Schiavone's papers and throws them everywhere. Him and Karen Jarrett are just getting all kinds of heat. They're going after the fans. And there's a guy a row ahead of me leaning up against the rails. We're all talking trash. And he pushes the guy in front of me. Right. To which I and pushed him hard, like pushed him very hard. Yeah, like to the point that you thought maybe this guy's a plant. Maybe this knew, guy's a plant, but we knew that he wasn't because he, we've been at the whole show. Yeah, we've him. been there talking with him right. the whole time. So to which I get up onto the ring uh, or onto the rail, and I am shouting at Jeff Jared, and I cannot remember the sayings that I was shouting at him, uh, but I will tell you that I did say something kind of inappropriate to Karen Jared, which got Jeff Jared's attention. Nice. And Jeff Jared proceeds to come over at me, jaw jack, and I'm not even paying attention. He grabs my Bud Light, which is three quarters of a way full. Yeah, you hadn't even taken hardly a sip yeah, out of it. Grabs it, throws it in my face, and then throws it in my face again. I got a beer bath from Jeff Jared. Yeah, you did. We got good pictures of it. To which, and we'll post them on uh, Barbells and Tall Tales, to which I throw my hat at him, yell obscenities at him, and he comes back for more. We jaw jack for, what, 15, oh. 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. The crowd went insane. You can listen to the video. We'll, we'll have it on Barbells and Tall Tales. But the crowd goes ballistic. 9,000 people in the uh Nashville Municipal Auditorium went insane. He got so much heat by that. Just loved it. I they mean, just loved it. It was great. I mean, that's good old school heat right there. Yeah. And WWE guys, you need to watch 
his entrance and learn how to get the crowd to hate you. And so I'm standing there beside Dean, un- clueless to what's really going down, and I'm leaning. I didn't realize that you can go back and watch it. Charles has basically jumped on my shoulder like four times. Yes, he did. And I'm looking. You know, we, we've got video of the entrance where they come down, and all of a sudden, I've got Bud Light <laughs> in my eyes, in my mouth. <laughs> Poor I, Brian Nance. He's got it all over his face. I mean, it, what just happened? Yeah. And so, you know, we get through that. I think Jonathan was clean as a whistle. I don't think he got touched. Yeah. And so we get through that, and then probably the the saddest I've ever felt for Ric Flair. Yeah. um, I think the match, I I was actually listening to Busted Open, and I actually listened to um, another podcast, and they agreed that the match went about 15 minutes too long. Oh, absolutely. Ric Flair should have just hit the high spots yeah. with the chop. And then that first time that he put the figure four in, it should have been over. Real quick. When he went out of the ring and, and, and got colored. Got bloodied up. And got bloodied. That's when my man struggled. Oh, he, uh, he struggled before that. Yeah. I mean, there was – and the thing was, you know, I saw reports coming out. The man really didn't eat anything of nutrition since Friday. Why? Because he was out partying. He was either doing parties or he was pitchers, the after party, the meet and greets. He had all that going on. And so basically he said, you know, they finally got him in, you know, checked him out. Uh, I think he went to the emergency room and he told him, he said, dude, I am about to starve to death. That's what's wrong with me. Flair, you're 73, bud. You got to take better care of yourself. And you you hate, I mean. That's not going to be my match that I remember Ric Flair from. No, mine's going to be the 2009. That's not even going to be mine, right? I'm saying like the retirement match. Right, yeah. Uh, my my match will always be Terry Funk and Ric Flair. I quit match. That's that's my match that I will hang my hat on. Uh, or it'll be him and Harley Race, Flair for the gold. Mine will be Sting. Him mine and, will be Sting at the Greensboro Coliseum, first, first uh, Clash of the Champions. Yeah, him and Vader. I, those are the matches I want to remember Ric Flair by because what we saw was very sad. Yeah, very it was. Uh, it was not. It's not good. Now I've reached out to uh, Conrad Thompson. Um, I think Brian Nance got a uh, reply from right. Conrad. Um, I've reached out to Jeff Jarrett. I've reached out to uh, Coldaholics Wrestling on YouTube. Yep. Uh, they actually told me, and I didn't tell me, but they said, "Hey, if you were that fan, uh, reach out to us." And, right. well, I'd be that fan. So, uh, I haven't gotten anything back from him yet. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see if uh, I get any response to the uh, to the incident. Well, I just tweeted uh, the bad boy Joey Janela with the picture of the storm. Yeah. And I said, hey, look, bro, look what Jeff Jarrett did to our hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see if we can get a reply. Yeah. Hey, but that, uh, anything happened after, your tr- after the show? No, man. Because I was gone. I was so sick of Nashville. So, I got the call and went home. So I will say this. We went to uh, Kid Rock's bar, mm-hmm. and they were coming around. So we went to the second level. Kid Rock's bar is like, I think, three or four stories. Right. So we went to the second level, and we were hungry because we didn't eat. You know, we went to the golf thing with you and right. then went straight to the the uh, or the um, stadium or Coliseum. And uh, we just want to sit down and eat, and uh, a security guy comes around, and he's Ex- telling people to leave. Right. He said, we got to close this this level down. 
And I look at him, I said, is it because Flair's coming? And he just gives me a grin. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all I need to know. So right. we go up. We'll wait over there for a couple minutes. We, I said, let's try to go back down and see if we can get in. When right. we got back in, yeah. they had opened it back up because evidently Flair had went to the right. hospital. So 73, we, bro. Shut so, it down. Yeah, so we ate there, ran into Bubba Ray Dudley. Right. Bubba Ray Dudley had his own bar set up on the first level, on the rafters of the first level, look, right. overlooking the, the – uh, the the first floor. You're talking to me like I've been in there before. I go, I, I've I've only been in there once, and that was for, that was Sunday. <laughs> so there were some uh, women there. They were in their fifties, and they wanted they they had a make fifties great again hat. They right. they wanted to meet Kid Rock. That's why they were there. Right. They heard he was going to be there with Flair and that. So, anyways, the G GCW guys come in, and here comes Bubba Ray. They set up a bar. In this little glassed-off area, uh-huh. and I, they have a bartender. They have ice just for Bubba Ray Dudley. Wow. He's the only person in there. He finds the single girl out of their group and takes them into his uh, his little own uh, enclosed area. And the uh, the other ladies are like, "Hey, we're we're we gotta leave. You know, we're leaving." And uh, she says, "I'm staying." Unbelievable. <laughs> My man, Bully Ray. My man. All right, y'all. That was our trip to Nashville. Dean loved it. I absolutely despise It's a crazy city. town full of neon dreams. I will never go back to Nashville. Never. So, hey, y'all. That's our show for this week. Hey, as always, we'll be back next week. And are you ready? ready?